Welcome to the Limitless Health Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Tracy Hill. And I'm Jessica Midkiff, doctors of physical therapy and certified master neuro coaches. We have the unique system that puts an end to the start-stop cycle of your health by blending body and brain science to create sustainable, simple success in your body. Our goal is to help you put an end to the frustration and overwhelm in your health with a brain-based system that will transform your body and overall health one thought at a time. Here we go. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Limitless Health Podcast. Today, we have a special guest who is back again, Dr. Christina Erndl. And we are talking all things cold and flu. We are in the middle of cold and flu season, all the junk. Tracy has had a kid homesick. I've had a kid homesick. Dr. Erndl was sick on her vacation. (laughs) And so why not? Let's talk about uh, what to do with the cold or flu. The dang germ. <laughs> it is Dang-germ. that time of year. Yep. Yeah, well, it was interesting. I actually got the stomach flu in Mexico, food poisoning, whatever you want to call it. And then because of that, I was more susceptible to getting sick, which is a good little um, point in there. Our gut is like a very important part of our immune system. Actually, most of our immune system is located in our gut because of all those little fun microbes that are there. So when you have any kind of gut illness, stomach bug, um, leaky gut, inflammation, especially if you're eating poorly, alcohol, sugar, all those things that kind of disrupt that area there, you're more susceptible to getting colds, flus, COVID, whatever kind of fun viruses there are. And that's kind of what happened to me. So I was ready with all of my things to help me get through it. Um, it yeah, that, we should come back to that when we talk about, you know, okay, what can we do? Because yeah. you said that you were prepared and that you travel with, you know, like your little medical kit of here's yep. how I support myself kind of stuff. Um, let's start out a little bit about cold, you know, the cold bug is actually a virus, right? Yep. And then then the flu is a virus. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there are bacterial things like pneumonia and strep throat. So and there and it's all some of the symptoms can be kind of the same. I mean, is Absolutely. there a I mean, is it is there a way that we know whether it's bacteria or virus or or does it matter? I guess. I don't know. I mean, I think we kind of know when we start to have symptoms, we've got something, right? Yeah, sometimes, I mean, most of the time people can get over like colds and flus, even sometimes strep throat um, without like having to necessarily go to a doctor and get tested for those things. Some people kind of know like their specific symptoms when they get sick, like, oh, I've had strep throat before. I know that when this specific symptom happens, that's what it is for me. Um, And that can be different for a lot of people too. Um, Most of the illnesses people are getting are going to be viruses. And then sometimes it can turn into a bacteria infection if your body isn't clearing it enough and you have all that like gunky mucus and inflammation kind of sitting in your throat or your lungs or your sinuses. And then people are getting like sinus infections or pneumonia. 
things like that. And that's just usually because there's just inflammation that's present. That's not really going away. Um, really the only way to know is testing, but most people aren't testing. If you have a cold, usually you're like treating yourself. And then as long as you're good in a week, you're like, okay, I'm fine now. Um, but so common symptoms, common symptoms that like, you know, you're coming down with something. We don't have to fixate on what the heck it is. We don't have to go get a freaking test kit. We don't have to race to the ER, the urgent care or race to get an appointment. Like, okay, duh. What? We've got yeah. symptoms. <laughs> what, what symptoms are we having that we should be clued into? I'm, cause I'm just thinking, you know, I know there are people that just don't have a clue, right. Yeah. Or, or they're just oblivious. And so what, what kind of symptoms should we like tune into uh, that? Oh, something I'm having an immune response. Something's going different in my body. Yeah. Usually the first thing that people that happens is you get really, really tired, especially if you aren't a person that's typically like has fatigue or is exhausted right when they wake up in the morning. Um, That's like a big one. And then a lot of people will get a sore throat, like no matter if it's like bacterial or virus or cold or even COVID, the flu, a lot of people get a sore throat Um, and then cough, runny nose runny eyes, itchy eyes, um, lymph node swelling in your neck. That can be for bacteria or viral. Um, So that's kind of like a hard, if you have a bacterial infection, like especially strep throat, you can still have lymph node swelling. Viruses, you can have lymph node swelling for sure. Um, Chest pain, which like there's some like more concerning symptoms that it's like, if you can't breathe or if you have chest pain, then maybe you should, you know, consult a doctor and be like, hey, what's going on with me specifically just to make sure it doesn't progress into any of those like more serious things like pneumonia. Yeah. Um, yeah, fever. I think it, fever, definitely. Fever, yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, you know that that like, oh, the immune response has been, you know, has been initiated if you have a yeah. fever, which is a good thing not anything to freak out about, but obviously again, becoming aware and then managing that fever and making sure that it's doing its job and not going too high. It might help if I had a thermometer that would tell me the number. I, (laughs) I I don't, but, but at least I'm on the radar, like, Oh, fever. Okay. Immune system has booted up. It's fighting something. Let's pay, let's pay, pay attention. I want to go back to the tired and fatigue because I mean, how are you doing? Ah, oh, it's tired. Ah, oh, it's busy. You know, like I'm, I'm exhausted. You know, I'm exhausted, right? Like people live in a space of feeling tired, being too busy, waking up tired. So, what might be a differentiating kind of tired or fatigue that could be a clue that hmm, I'm, you know, like it's always the oh, if I looked back three days ago, I woke up and I, or, or something was a little different than normal, but you didn't necessarily, it didn't land on the radar until other symptoms come and you're like, oh yeah, shoot. Cause technically that's when you're contagious already. Right. 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 So what, yes. like, I don't know, just what, what might the fatigue or the tiredness look like, or, or does it look like anything different than their norm? <laughs> Yeah, some pe- I mean, like I said, like some people who aren't generally fatigued will just know it in their body. They're like, oh, something feels off. Some people get like the body fatigue where they feel physically heavy, not necessarily mm-hmm. like body aches, but just like that lethargic feeling where you can't really like 
move without feeling like you're exerting like all of your energy. And okay. some people don't get fatigue. When I had COVID for the first time, you know, two and a half years ago, I was not tired. I was functioning. I had other symptoms. It was very, very odd. So like, that's not always like a catch all, you know, like you're going to be tired if you're sick. Most people are, because that is part of the like immune response. But yeah, usually it's that like very like lethargic heavy type of feeling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know for me, when I feel like that kind of pre sick, I know that, okay, my immune system is talking to me because I just I generally don't have fatigue issues. And that's when I know when I'm starting to feel that kind of lethargic more than normal, I just want to curl up on the couch. I that is my number one cue of, hey, pay attention to your body. It's talking to you. And you need to make a decision to either like slow down or you're probably going to get sick. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, I definitely know the fatigue thing, honoring that rest is super important in that, like not really sick, but everyone around me is sick and I'm feeling the cooties coming in when, <laughs> you know, my, my kid, he wasn't feeling well. And, and I was starting to feel a little bit of that rundown feeling of some of those similar symptoms that he was having. And, I'm like, uh-uh, not today. And I definitely <laughs> listened to that, like, rest. And I think that's, for me, that's the number one cue is rest and shut it down. Whereas I used to push through that of, like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. I don't have time to be sick, so I'm just going to plow through. And then I would get sick, sick. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like rest is probably, like, one of the most important things. And, like, in our society, it's really hard for us to rest especially when it's like the beginning of the year and everyone's getting sick and everyone also has all these like resolutions and things they want to do and I know for me it was the same thing yeah like traveling and doing this and that like no you don't want to be sick so you're just like let's just ignore it and keep going and then yeah and then you just end up sicker which is exactly what happened to me (laughs) and Mm -hmm. you know can't all be perfect (laughs) You do what yeah, you can. even when even when we know better, we still yeah. make these decisions sometimes because it's like, no, I got things to do or I had plans or that kind of thing. And our bodies are really in tune with that kind of thing. And our bodies will shut us down mm-hmm. eventually. And <laughs> I think the more that I have learned to listen to those cues, the less I've been sick in the past probably five, 10 years. Whereas, you know, I used to be that person, I get sick like clockwork around the new year and that, you know, I'd come down with a sinus infection six times a year and strep and all the things. Oh. And it's like, because I would not listen to those cues or I'd push, 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 you know, you've got to grind, like your body knows like, okay, I got, I got these deadlines and I got these things I got to do and I got a vacation and a, an event. And so I'm going to push through and our bodies are really smart about letting us n- get through the thing. And then it's like, you do the thing and bam, crash and burn. And that was 100%. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was the person in college, I would finish my last final. And I would literally walk out with a fever. Every time I would plow through, I don't got time to be sick. And then I would finish that final and everyone wants to party and I'm down for yep. the every time. And it's like, man, when are we going <laughs> to listen? 
Yeah. When are we going to listen? <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. Earl, I know you'd say, I mean, in our sessions together, you talked about your health journey during med school for Pete's sakes. Oh yeah. I mean, you're in school to be a naturopathic MD Yeah, and you're dealing with your own health issues. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's funny that you say that about like finish, finishing your exam and then getting a fever as soon as you're done. Me and my six friend, girlfriends from medical school took our three-day board exam. None of us had gotten COVID yet. It was a year and a half into COVID and we were treating patients in the clinic and everything. We were all fine. And then the minute we were all done with that three-day exam, we all got COVID, all of us. And Whoa, it was like our body was like waiting until wow. it knew that it could just like let go. And so yes. that was a, a very interesting experience. But yeah, it's so true though. Your body is very, very smart. It knows Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And I think what I hear, I mean, I hear a lot of things, but paying attention, which requires us to slow down. And it also requires us to be humble, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm all important. My schedule's all important. I got to serve my people in the clinic or whatever it is like, oh yeah, you show up girl, you do it. You're just <laughs> doing all the things that society just bolsters. Well, mm-hmm. what the crap? you know, something's going to happen. You're going to be a germ spreader for one, and then you're going to be down for the count. (laughs) And so like pausing and stopping and listening to our bodies, humbling ourselves that we can't, we can't do it all well all the time. We can't hustle and grind and push and be everyone, be everything to everyone. Um, And then, and listen and tune into our bodies. We are so used to plowing through life and doing the schedule and I got to take care of this and responsible to this and obligations. And we miss the cues that our wonderfully designed body gives us. So, yeah, I mean, I think it first, first thing and what to do with a cold or flu is slow the heck down and listen to yourself. We talked about that fatigue. Like you, you, you know, you've been sick enough in your life listeners, right? Mm-hmm. You kind of know what your body's go-to is. And so I think like giving yourself permission to to listen to that and then like humble yourself when you get the message. Okay. Like Tracy, you know, you've had bouts over these past couple years where I feel like I'm starting to get something, right? And you tune into it. And like you say, your first step is, yep. I got to shut it down and I got to rest. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what because are, I've, uh, because I've it become in tune with that, I haven't yeah. gotten really sick in a very long time. Yeah. And I just think about all the years that I plowed through of, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. And sure enough, I didn't have time to be sick, sick for two weeks when instead like, that, like you said, Jess, like humility, man, that is the hardest thing in my vocabulary is humility because I don't have time to shut it down and like, oh, I'm not really sick. I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. What if I listened to that and was humble? Maybe I wouldn't be sick for two weeks or that like, you know, I hear people all the time of like that sickness cycle that just runs rampant through their house of okay, I was sick. And then the husband was sick. And then the kid was sick. And then I was sick again. And it just goes on and on and on. And it's because not listening enough to 
let yourself fully rest and fully heal. I think that's a big problem. Absolutely. Even like after you're sick too, people are like, oh, I'm not sick anymore. Let's go 100%. And that's also detrimental because your body is still, it's still healing. Mm. Even if you have a cold for only three days, like that's why you can feel like kind of down in your mood after or like just still kind of tired. And we should honor that as well because we still need to rest. So our body kind of gets back to a hundred. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's so interesting when we got on here. <laughs> I didn't expect us to be talking so much about the mindset piece of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, oh, cold or flu. Okay, yeah, here's some t- symptoms. And here's what I can do. But man, have we really leaned into this whole mindset piece, this piece of like listening, tuning into ourselves, giving ourselves permission to slow down, not hustle and grind, not mm-hmm. being all 100% perfect, responsible, um, uh, you know, obligations, like you, you have first the responsibility to yourself to take care of yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. And I know that that's a message, Tracy, and I definitely try to communicate with love and compassion, you know, because your health isn't going to get any better if you don't decide to take care of yourself first. That's just mm-hmm. bottom line. And you too, in your practice, doctor, no, like, yeah, people mm-hmm. can come to you for the strategy and the solution and give it to me, but they freaking first have to decide believing that you can help them in the first place or that they're going to allow themselves to get better. Wow. That's, yeah. that's a big old. Yeah. I think the mindset behind sickness is very powerful. In my uh-huh. house, you're not allowed to use the word sick. Like we don't, I don't, I don't let my boys speak the word sick into existence. I'm like, nope, stop that word. You're not feeling good. You're stuffy. You're tired. Like we will use any word. I don't allow that word in my house. <laughs> and, and I explain to them like why we're, I'm not allowing it. And like, we're going to listen to the cues of our body and what our body needs instead of this, like, Oh, I'm always sick. And while everyone else is sick. So of course I'm going to get sick. And I think it's a difference in how we heal. And I, and my two kids are different where I have one kid who he could have 103 fever and had like one evening. And then the next day he's like bouncing off the walls, feeling a hundred percent. Like that is this kid. And because he is just like, I'm going to shut myself down. I'm going to rest. I'm not sick. I just, and my body heals. Like he is a full believer of my body heals. And then the other kid, he's a little iffy. Uh, And so (laughs) his symptoms linger and just knows, just knows which kid is which. And the other kid, like his his symptoms linger a little bit longer because he doesn't allow himself to just honor that. And he gets more frustrated with that season of being like not feeling great. And so it's interesting to see that difference of how people play out and how symptoms linger or shift and get better quicker. It matters. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I had a similar um, thing happen. My partner was sick for like 24 hours, sick for 24 hours. And I was out for the count for like six days. And I definitely was the dramatic one because I don't generally get sick like that either. Um, besides COVID when ending school, I mean, it's been almost three years since I've been out and haven't had as much as a cold. 
So it was, um, it was a humbling experience for sure. But I definitely did not have the right mindset because because I was very (laughs) frustrated because I was feeling so good before and had just gotten over the stomach flu that I'm just like, I'm gonna be fine and then was not and just ruminated and it definitely I feel like it it definitely prolonged my illness because I was in a negative mindset and I had to snap myself out of it yeah 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 oh my gosh yeah well and when we talk about biology right and our our neurologic connectedness right our our you know we we hear about the gut brain connection right and there is a nerve that connects, uh, you know, our brain, our mind, our thoughts, and it, it directly correlates, um, connects with our guts, our, you know, our digestive tract, right? And we talked about 70% of your immune system is in your gut. Like that is a legit dealio. So what we're saying here is like the thoughts that you're having or the beliefs that you have, like, oh, I always, I always get this every year. You're like, you're dooming mm-hmm. yourself to get it because you're believing you're the person who always gets it. Like this is legit science, dude, right? Yeah. How to manage your cold or flu is one, like believing, like recognizing and paying attention. You've got symptoms, but also what are the other thoughts and beliefs that you have around like, oh man, here it, oh, here it comes. Oh, here it comes. Or I just got to plow through because I'm all important and all the things on my schedule are really important and they are, uh, mm-hmm. but then what happens? And so, yeah, how fascinating that this is where our conversation went. I totally love it. <laughs> I love this podcast thing, yeah. this unscripted <laughs> podcast thing. <laughs> well, so let's talk about then some of the, the nuts and bolts, right? supporting our immune system things that we do once we start feeling symptomatic what what can we do as well as those things can also be helpful before we even get sick right considerations of you know how to best boost our bodies to be germ resistors and then once we get the germ germ fighters Yeah, well, rest, obviously, number one, should definitely listen to your body, slow down, give your body an opportunity to mount the immune response and then to heal. Um, Hydration is very important, electrolytes. Some people don't have an appetite when they're sick. And there's like mixed information about what you should do. Oh, you should force yourself to eat nutritious foods because that's going to make you better. But in the naturopathic perspective, it's actually better to just listen to your body and allow that to happen. You're not going to die if you don't eat for 24 hours, as long as you're staying hydrated, um, especially with electrolytes, because you do want that mineral balance. Um, And so some people like for me, I wasn't hungry. So I just didn't eat food. I drank water. I took my supplements, the ones that obviously weren't going to upset my stomach if I didn't have food. And it, it, to me, that just felt intuitively okay. Um, so yeah, it is okay. And then a lot of people can like get bone broth down or like broths like that because you're not actually chewing like fibrous foods. And sometimes that's like what bothers people. Um, but if you are hungry, obviously nutritious foods, like staying away from things like sugar, alcohol, mm-hmm. dairy, even um, spices, like anything that's just going to be harder on your system. Um, I do a lot of like citrus fruits, onions, garlic, bone broth, um, veggies, meat, um, 
red meat, chicken, turkey, eggs, anything that's going to have all of those dense, dense nutrients is really just going to help your body um, produce all of those, you know, inflammatory things that are going to get all of the the stuff out. Um, also, like vitamin C is always a good one. Um, vitamin D, which those are things that you can kind of be doing before too, especially when you know the season is coming, like it's good to kind of prep your body where you already have like really good levels of those things. So you can actually get through an illness. Um, a lot of people do elderberry, which is really good for viruses. And that usually works the best when you start it like right at your very first symptom, because it stops the virus from replicating. Same with like zinc um, and quercetin, which is, you can get that as a supplement, but it's in citrus fruits, it's in um, berries, grapes, it's in onions. It's a really, really powerful antioxidant. Um, most things you can honestly get from your food if you are eating like the right way um, and eating like dense things, you know, especially with like citrus, there's quercetin and vitamin C in that. And if you do like a good bit of that, that's a pretty good antioxidant. Yeah. I think the, the staying away from the sugar is huge. Mm -hmm. I grew up, I grew up with like, oh, you're sick. You can have whatever you want. Like your throat hurts. Here's some ice cream, right. jello, mm -hmm. and like, you know, just feel good. And that's comforting. Like when we're sick, what do we want to do? We want to be comforted. But if we really think about it, like, how long do you want to be sick? And do you want that like short term comfort of ice cream that soothes your throat, but it's not supporting your healing? And so I, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I just thought I thought that was normal. Of, you know, growing up, that's what you did comfort. And recognizing like the sugar is not supporting our inflammatory response, which does not support our healing. No. And a lot of those like microbes in our gut get even the, even the beneficial ones when they become out of balance, they're fed. A lot of them are fed by, you know, sugar. So if we're doing that and if our gut is directly related to our immune system, then we're just like pretty much feeding like the bad things to continue to overgrow. And our mm -hmm. gut is a huge thing. If your gut is not in balance before getting sick, then sometimes, yeah, it can be harder to to recover. And even the nat you know, the natural things like may even be harder to work because you're kind of fighting against like something that's already there. Yeah. yeah. I had Landry was, I mean, she is sick. <laughs> Hello, I sent her to school today because why? She can't miss any more school, guys. <laughs> but I am going to get her early. Anyway, like there's a whole line of decisions that led, led me to to send her to school. And, and then I gave her the don't touch anyone with your hands. Make sure you wash your hands if you touch your mouth oh, yeah, or your nose them. or blow it. I Like cough into your elbow or into your shirt. Like do not try and be the best that you can at not being a germ spreader because technically I'm sure she's walking around um, with germs. But anyway, all that being said, and now I totally forgot what the heck I was saying. Oh, so uh, this whole leading up to stick season, you know, like we, I think we have, I, I know I was taught like, oh, when it's, when the weather changes, then that's when people get sick. And, and it probably is correlative. There might be some temperature things uh, related, but 
I think about the season that we just came through, which was the holiday season. And we are, we get off on our eating and, and, and not everyone is great about their nutrient dense choices on a regular basis, but we do eat. I would have to say, you know, the, the, the eating in and around, you know, it goes from Halloween starts with the candy, the the sugar, Mm -hmm. and then it goes into Thanksgiving. And, you know, it's all about like, gluttonous give me all the things because it's it's quote unquote legal right and it's like carbohydrates starches like aka breaks down into sugar stuff and then and then of course that leads into the christmas parties and the blah 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 so we've come through a couple of months or more of eating differently and therefore feeding our gut biome different Mm -hmm. stuff that could actually not really be bolstering that immune system as well, right? Which then makes us more susceptible of catching the cold bug, the flu bug, whatever the junkadunk is that's out there. So yeah, um, being mindful, of course, we're never, we're not going to tell you like, you know what, don't eat anything bad from Halloween through New Year's because you're going to get sick. (laughs) You know, like, shoot, it's not the doom and gloom that way either. But again, I think empowering you with with things to be mindful about. And, um, and then of course, listening along, along the way is really a huge piece of managing the germs that come our way or our body susceptibility to the germs. Absolutely. How we set ourselves up is going to depend. It's going to determine how we're going to get through the cold and flu season, the sick season. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, I feel like we could go down rabbit holes. Yes. Of, <laughs> you know what? What is exactly sugar, and you know all of that kind of stuff. And we could. I think that would be like a great podcast talking about what is sugar and how does our body respond to it, and what are the consequences of of sugar. Um, I don't know what what else is coming to your guys's mind on when we're talking about what to do with the cold or flu today. We definitely a mindset piece is humongous for sure. Um, Doctor Indel, I want to know your take on this because I know my take on it of stopping the fever of immediately going to the Tylenol or the ibuprofen to cut the fever and. I don't even own Tylenol or ibuprofen in my house. I don't know the last time I did. Actually, I I had some and I just threw it away like last week because it expired like three years ago. And I was like, oh, (laughs) just get rid of this. Um, I don't use it in my house because from the science that I've understood is it like, well, A, a fever is important because it's telling your body to, you know, flood the system and start attacking. And so then we just turn that system off basically um, but then essentially, I, from what I understand is it really kind of suppresses our immune system then when we're doing this. Um, I want to know your take on that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the so, science? Yeah. So if I can put is, you on the spot. Yeah, of course. I love this question. A fever is so important. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty detrimental, especially in the first like 12 hours to just completely shut off that response. Because like you said, once your body mounts that immune response, it's kind of bringing in all of those cells, all of those markers to kind of help your immune mount a response and clear whatever it is, bacteria or virus. And 
obviously there's certain caveats to that. You don't want to let, you know, a young child that's under the age of three years old get a temperature of 104 for over 24 hours because that can cause brain damage, febrile seizures, things like that. Um, But in general, for most people, you know, getting a temperature of 101, even like 102, like we, we want that. That means like our body is doing what it's supposed to do. There's ways like natural ways and stuff besides taking Tylenol or some sort of fever suppressant to actually, it moves the fever. It's not necessarily suppressing it. It's just allowing your body to work itself out. I really like something called magic socks. Um, When you have a fever, the idea is that you're putting cold socks on your feet and then you're putting wool over it. You sleep at night and your body is actually heating up your feet. So the fever is kind of moving through you. And then it's, yeah, it's so cool. That's why we call it magic socks. It works every time. Yeah. I've had so many patients use it. I've used it. Can I, can I use just normal socks and put them in the freezer? Yeah. So what I do is like thin, like a thin pair of like white socks, usually like kind of like higher socks. Yeah. Cotton socks. I usually put them in water and then put them in the freezer for like five or 10 minutes. It is super, super cold. You definitely have to like be prepared. Um, You put them on your feet and then you want like a thick pair of wool socks over it so that you can heat them up. You do want to make sure that you are able to heat your feet up. If you have circulation problems or Raynaud's or like things like that where your feet don't get warm, it's probably not a good idea to do this. But if you have normal circulation and you can warm your feet up, then this is a really great way to kind of get your body to work the fever out. Um, and then you just sleep with them. And in the morning, most of the time, the fever is broke. Worked for me, worked for my partner, works, has worked for my family, my patients. Everyone loves it because it's, it's pretty easy. And yeah. yeah, it works really well. My mind is blown. I, I'm going to keep that. Yeah. yeah yes. um, Dr. Erndel has a, um, she can share a resource that gives the, the step-by-step. We can put that in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. I have a handout for it. It's really good. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's a testament of, again, that hot, cold exposure, right? Like, you know, like sauna can be healthy and cold plunging Mm -hmm. can be healthy. And then here is like a directed, like just the, the, the surfaces of your feet where that is, you know, where your veins and arteries, it's a big transition point. So it's very susceptible to heat and cold and how that can work into, again, a a more specific benefit of helping your body to manage the fever that again is being mounted for good reason. Uh, and, and then like helping your body, um, help itself heal in concert with the fever. So I think, gosh, that's, that's so amazing. And I honestly, I mean, growing up, I'm sure most people, Oh, it's got a fever, give them something to knock off the knock back the fever. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's immediately our, our, our society has gotten so programmed to, to turn to medicine, right? Well, yeah. instead of, I mean, we've talked so many times today in this podcast about like stopping and pausing and listening. What are the signs? What is your body telling you? What do you need to do in response to that? As opposed to running to the doctor, going to the urgent care or, or, or turning to, to medicine right away. And all of those are great resources and tools in the right time and place. I guess we're really asking you to be more intuitive <laughs> and, and uh, on, in this process of, of trying to, to be healthy 
and stay healthy uh, and return to healthy with the with the the cold bug or the flu bug. So, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Okay. I think that we could go on and on and on, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's good. I, I think, I think, I think this was good. I think it gives us some good understanding, some strategies, the mindset, different pieces of managing symptoms, fevers, and supporting our health during the season yeah. or any Because the season's going to come, right? The it's season's, here. It's here. The season comes, it's... it goes, it comes back. It's here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, we always love wrapping up each podcast episode with something that we love that is health supporting in any way, shape, or form. I'm not going to go first because I'm still trying to come up with mine. <laughs> oh, one of you two go. Okay, what, what, then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you mine since we're talking immune system. I'm gonna tell you one of my um, immune boosting faves, and it's uh, by Organifi. And it's the Organifi Gold, and mm -hmm. it's got turmeric and lemon balm and reishi mushroom, and it's it's a very calming tea. It's a little intense because I think there's a little like peppery, gingeriness to it. Have you had it before? Yeah, and usually they put pepper in it because it actually activates the turmeric. Oh, see, I didn't know that. The first yeah. time that I had it, I was like, "Ooh, this is too intense for me." Uh, but I have actually grown to love it. And um, it's definitely one of my go to's if I'm feeling a little of that like rundown pre stickiness. So that's, that's my fave right now of the I immune boosting. Yeah, also speaking of immune health, I've really been liking citrus fruits. It's uh, citrus season in Arizona. So I go to the farmer's market and get like five or six pounds of all these different oranges and it's they're so good and mm. it's they're like actually like ripe and taste good because they're uh -huh. grown here and it's the season and it's yeah really good for all the vitamin c the quercetin so i've been trying to eat like an orange or two a day for the last couple an weeks orange a day keeps the orange a day the keeps the doctor away, away. yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> I love it you know I am just not a big fruit eater but I, I I'm gonna take that and and I'm gonna incorporate some citrus yeah I don't love I don't love oranges no one in my house loves oranges but yeah. <laughs> maybe a good fresh orange I could do yeah yep. Uh, well, gosh, guys, keeping in line with this whole immune boosting, and since we're having an episode of bolstering immune system and recovery at our house with Landry, and Trace, you've talked about this forever, but the beekeep, Beekeeper Naturals, the, the propolis oh, spray. So, yes. yeah, I mean, you know, the, these germs get into, we have this, you know, largest organ of our body is our skin. And, and so where do these, these microbes get in? They get in like in our sinus cavities and, and definitely, I guess the research is that our eyes, like that's where, cause we touch our eyes a lot. We touch our face. And so, you know, the, the propolis support is so awesome because you can, you can spray it in the back of your throat where that mucosal lining is, which connects to the, your nasal cavity and really becomes effective at boosting 
your body, you know, immune support and response. And so I've had Landry doing that along with the essential oils and, and all the good natural things as well. So the beekeepers naturals and they have it at target. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, they like do. It's, they started it's selling accessible. Yeah. I so, gave it to everyone it. in my family for Christmas and they all nice. looked at me like a bunch of weirdos, <laughs> but I'm okay with being a weirdo because they all used it when they were sick and they were yeah. like, oh, it's yummy. So. It tastes good. It's not and like, it does. Yeah, and I use, I have, I have their nose spray too, that I will do if I'm feeling like the sinusy stuff and you know, I've done nose sprays like the Flonays and stuff that I, it burns and it makes me feel awful. And so the propolis spray, I feel like helps better and doesn't burn my system. So I love it. Yeah, love it. All right, guys. Well, this wraps up this episode with Dr. Erndo talking about what to do with the when you get the cold or the flu. Hopefully you found some great nuggets, uh, definitely encouraging you to be intuitive and pause and listen to your bodies. Uh, that's the starting place and some good nuggets in here as to what you can do to help bolster your immune system any time of the year, whether it's season or not season, because really it's always season. So, all right, guys, awesome. thanks for joining us. Week, Check guys. out the show notes. Bye. Bye guys. Thank you for joining us today on another episode of Limitless Health. Our hearts are to provide you with realistic, relevant, and simplistic solutions for sustainable success in honoring your body and health, even when your schedule's packed and life feels crazy. Our desire is to shift your belief towards the possibility of your limitless health, whatever that looks like in any season. But what really gets us excited is connecting in real life and learning how we can support your unique health journey. So head on over to our Facebook community, Hardwired for Health, where we will continue the conversation online. And of course, we would be so grateful if you tagged us on social media, wrote a review, or shared this with a friend. Here's to you discovering your limitless health.